the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If they're in the land of their enemies, if their uncircumcised hearts are humbled and they accept their guilt, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob, my covenant with Isaac, and my covenant with Abraham. I will remember, I will remember the land. And so here you see grace extended to them. God warns them, hey, if you don't walk in my ways, this is exactly what I'm going to do to you. God had made many promises to his people Israel to continually bless, provide, and protect if they obeyed his statutes and walked in obedience to him. And though he was faithful to his people, they rejected him. They didn't trust him to fulfill his word, and so they sought idols. They failed to live godly lives. But as Pastor Dan explains today, God didn't really simply abandon them in their sin. He waited until they confessed their sins, repented, and turned back to him. And he showed grace and forgiveness to them. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 5 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. If you despise my statutes, or if your soul abhors my judgment, so that you do not perform all my commandments, but break my covenant, I also will do this to you. I will even appoint terror over you. Babylonians. Wasting disease and fever, which shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart. And you shall sow your seed in vain for your enemies shall eat it. I will set my face against you and you shall be defeated by your enemies. Remember God said in Ezekiel, I'm against you. Well, here God told them way back in Leviticus, I'll be against you. I'll set my face against you. Those who hate you shall reign over you and you shall flee when no one pursues you. And after all this, verse 18, if you do not obey me, then I will punish you seven times more For your sins, I will break the pride of your power. I will make your heavens like iron, a drought. And your earth like bronze, the earth will become scorched. And your strength shall be spent in vain, for your land shall not yield its produce, nor shall trees of the land yield their fruit. Verse 21, then if you walk contrary to me and are not willing to obey me, I will bring on you seven times more plagues according to your sins. Look what it says, verse 22. I will also send wild beasts among you, which shall rob you of your children and destroy your livestock and make you few in number. And your highways 
shall be desolate because people will be afraid to go out and walk on the roads. If they'll fear for their lives, so they'll just stay home and stay in their house. You know, he warns them, I'll send the wild beasts. Now, the wild beasts are always there. It's just that God is protecting His people as part of His grace, as part of His blessing. He's protecting them from the wild beasts. But if they don't walk in His ways, if they walk contrary to God, they're not willing to obey Him, well, He's, he's going to lift His hand of protection. Allow those wild beasts to come in. Your highways shall be desolate. Verse 23, And if by these things you are not reformed by Me, but walk contrary to Me, then I also will walk contrary to you. I will punish you yet seven times for your sin, and I will bring a sword against you that will execute the vengeance of the covenant. When you are gathered together within your cities, I will send pestilence among you, disease, and you shall be delivered into the hand of the enemy. When I have cut off your supply of, of bread, Right? The Babylonians surround Jerusalem. They cut off their food supply. The people inside the city are starving to death to the point that they begin to eat each other. Ten women shall bake your bread in one oven and they shall bring back your bread by weight and you shall eat and not be satisfied. And if after all this, if you do not obey me but walk contrary to me, then I will walk contrary to you in fury. Remember that word fury. We're going to see it again in Ezekiel. And I, even I, will chastise you seven times more for your sins. Look at verse 29. You shall eat the flesh of your sons. And you shall eat the flesh of your daughters. I will destroy your high places. I will cut down your incense altars and cast your carcasses on the lifeless forms of your idols, and my soul shall abhor you. I will lay your cities waste and bring your sanctuaries to desolation, and I will not smell the fragrance of your sweet aromas. I will bring the land to desolation, and your enemies who dwell in it shall be astonished at it. I will scatter you among the nations and draw out a sword after you. Your land shall be desolate and your cities waste. This is exactly what happened. This is exactly what happened at the hands of the Babylonians. Skip down to verse 40. But if they confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers with their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me and that they also have walked contrary to me and that I have also walked contrary to them and have brought them into the land of their enemies. If there, in the land of their enemies, if their uncircumcised hearts are humbled, and they accept their guilt, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob, and my covenant with Isaac, and my covenant with Abraham. I will remember, I will remember the land. And so here, you see grace extended to them. God warns them, hey, if you don't walk in my ways, this is exactly what I'm going to do to you. Boom, 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 boom. He lays it all out. We get to Ezekiel. That's exactly what is happening to Judah. Judah and Jerusalem. Exactly as it's described in Leviticus 26. And even after all of that, even after all of that, where God says, 
And if you still, after all this, if you still don't obey me, still walk contrary to me, well, then I'm going to bring seven times more upon you for your sins. And even still after that, if you walk contrary to me, I'm going to bring seven times more upon you because of your sins. And, and you, you, you think there'd be a point where God says, okay, like this is, you know, I, I've, I've given you opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and yet you still walk contrary to me. But here in verse 40, he says, even after you're taken away, you're dwelling in a foreign land, even then, if you confess your sins to me, and you humble your heart, and you accept your guilt, I'll remember you. I'll forgive you. And I'll keep my covenant that I made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Isn't that amazing? Just the grace of God here. He wants to forgive them. He wants to continue in a relationship with them. And he gives them opportunity after opportunity. But what he describes there in Leviticus 26 is exactly what we have here in Ezekiel chapter 5. Again, he said in verse 10, the fathers shall eat their sons, the sons shall eat their fathers. That's right out of Leviticus 26. Verse 11 uh, says, Therefore, as I live, says the Lord. Now, why does God say that? As I live. Because Yahweh is the living God. The people have started worshipping idols. Lifeless gods. Statues that they're bowing down and making sacrifices to. Lifeless gods. Our God is the living God. Our God is the true God. And He reminds them. As I live, says the Lord God, surely because you have defiled my sanctuary with all your detestable things and with all your abominations, therefore I will also diminish you. My eye will not spare, nor will I have any pity. Uh, He goes on here uh, to say, one third of you shall die of the pestilence and be consumed with famine in your midst, and one third shall fall by the sword all around you, and I will scatter another third to all the winds, and I will drive out a sword after them. In verse 11, he he says, because you have defiled my sanctuary with your detestable things. Uh, We we know, we're told elsewhere in the Bible, uh, that they actually set up altars to their idols in the courts of the temple to Yahweh that was in Jerusalem. They actually, they actually brought the, the idols and the worship and the sacrifice, all of it, into the temple to Yahweh and just set it up right there in the courts of the temple to the Lord. Now, their idolatry actually began in secret. It was something that they did privately, uh, in the, you know, kind of in the secrecy of their home. And then over time, they became uh, more comfortable with it and more open about it. They began to set up their idol idolatry and idolatrous worship on, on hilltops and in groves, under trees and outdoors. And then eventually, they brought it into the temple. The temple 
of, of Yahweh. And idolatry took over their worship. And you know, that's, that's really how sin works in a person's life. We, we keep our sin kind of hidden and secret at first. Nobody knows about it. We don't want anybody to find out about it. Then over time, we become more comfortable with our sin and more open about it until it becomes normalized in our lives and it begins to take over our life. And that's what it does. That's why it's important for us to walk in the light with God. And that's why it's important for us to, when, when we get into sin, to confess our sins. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. To get our sins in the light, not... Not walk in darkness, not hiding things, but walking in the light with all of our sin. The Bible says when we walk in the light that God, the blood of Jesus Christ, cleanses us of all of our unrighteousness. And it's in the present tense in the Greek. It means the blood of Jesus Christ continually cleanses us. As we continually walk in the light, doesn't mean we live a sinless life, doesn't mean we never sin, But it does mean when we sin, we keep short accounts. We're quick to confess it. We're quick to ask God's forgiveness. We're quick to be reconciled with God. And when we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. That's what happens when we walk in the light. We're quick to confess our sins. We're quick to get things into the light with God out in the open. Nothing is hidden And the blood of Jesus Christ continually cleanses us. It's this automatic thing with Jesus Christ. That's why it's so important for us uh, to do that. So now verse 12. One third of you shall die of the pestilence and be consumed with famine in your midst. One third shall fall by the sword all around and I will scatter another third to all the winds and I will draw out a sword. Thus shall my anger be spent and I will cause my fury to rest upon them. Remember we read about His fury in Leviticus 26. And I will be avenged. And they shall know that I the Lord have spoken it in my zeal when I have spent my fury upon them. Moreover, I will make you a waste and a reproach among the nations that are all around you in the sight of all who pass by. So it shall be a reproach, a taunt, notice, a lesson and an astonishment to the nations that are all around you when I execute judgments among you in anger and in fury and in furious rebukes, I, the Lord, have spoken. God says here, hey, my judgment, it's going to be a lesson to the other nations. He says in verse 16, when I send against them, the terrible arrows of famine. 
which shall be for destruction. Again, when Jerusalem was under siege by the Babylonians, there was great famine in the city, which I will send to destroy you. I will increase the famine upon you. I will cut off your supply of bread. That's the exact same phrasing out of Leviticus 26. Why do you think God is doing this? Why is he using the exact same words from Leviticus 26? So that hopefully someone will say, hey, wait a minute, I think I read something about that in Leviticus 26. And go back and read Leviticus 26. And realize that by their disobedience, they're bringing this judgment upon them. So I will send against you famine and wild beasts. Remember we read about wild beasts in Leviticus 26. And they will bereave you. Uh, Again, the wild beasts are always there. In fact, God talks about in the Old Testament that He did not quickly uh, defeat the Canaanites in the promised land because of the wild beasts. The wild beasts would overrun the land. Uh, And so he he did it gradually. Isn't that interesting? Uh, But the wild beasts were always there in the land. But God was protecting his people from the wild beasts as they walked in obedience to him. But but now because of their disobedience, as, as part of the judgment of God, God lifts his hand of protection off of them. So now the wild beasts come in. Remember we saw in Leviticus 26 verse 22, God said the wild beasts will rob you of your children, destroy your livestock, your numbers will dwindle, your roads will be deserted because the people will be afraid to go outside because of the wild beasts. Because God has lifted His hand off of them. His hand of protection. And now now they're vulnerable to these things that were always there, always there, but God always protected them. How many things has God protected us from that we aren't even aware of? That we don't, don't even know, that we're not even aware of His protection in His life and the security and the stability and the, and the consistency that, that He just brings into our life. We're not even aware of it until, until those things are removed. And then suddenly we realize how vulnerable we are and how weak we are and how helpless we are without God's hand of protection. Well, for Israel, part of His protection was protecting them from the wild beasts. Now as part of His judgment, He allows the wild beasts to to come in. Uh, Part of His protection, part of His blessing was that they, they would have bumper crops every year and that they would be able to eat bread to the full. Now part of his, his judgment is famine. And they don't have any bread. They don't have anything to eat. And the wild beasts are coming in. Have you guys seen, since this whole lockdown has started, have you seen across our nation, and I think even around the world, uh, where, where wild beasts are coming into cities and coming into neighborhoods and roaming the streets. Uh, I know like out in Colorado, they've got an issue with mountain lions now coming into neighborhoods. And there, there's photos and videos of, uh, of packs of, I don't know what you would call them, uh, 
packs of mountain lions like just walking through neighborhoods in the middle of the day. The wild beasts have come in to the neighborhoods. He says here, so I will send against you famine and wild beasts and they will bereave you. Pestilence and blood, meaning war, shall pass through you. I will bring the sword against you. I, the Lord, have spoken. I want to just, in closing here, draw your attention back to verse 15 where God says, I will execute judgment among you and it will be a lesson to the nations all around you. Remember at the beginning of the chapter, God said that He put His people in the middle of all the nations. And we said that He put His people in the middle of all the nations to teach the nations about God. That when you walk in God's ways and you obey Him and you honor Him, that God blesses you. God wanted Israel to show the nations and to teach the nations about Himself. That Yahweh is a blessing God. He blesses those who walk in His ways. But instead, Israel rebelled against God and they rebelled against His commands. But God still uses them to teach the nations a lesson. What's the lesson? Well, the lesson is that God is a patient God. That God is a forgiving God. And God is a God who keeps His word. God is a God who keeps His word. God said to them, way back in Leviticus 26, if they disobey, that all of these things will come upon them. And all of these things came upon them. And the lesson to the nations around them is that their God is a patient God because He extends forgiveness to them. He offers them forgiveness if they would turn back to Him for years and years and years. And so the lesson is their God is a patient God and that their God is a forgiving God. And that the God of the children of Israel is a God who keeps His Word. Our God is a God who keeps His Word. His Word never fails. You can take His Word to the bank and you can count on it to come to pass. And our God is a patient God and our God is a forgiving God. And anytime we go astray, we turn our back, our God offers us forgiveness and restoration through Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? Just to be reminded of the patience of God, the forgiveness of God. The great, the great news is that we can always come back to Him and confess our guilt to Him and ask His forgiveness and He forgives us. And it's automatic with Him. If we walk in the light, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us of all our unrighteousness. And it's automatic. The blood of Jesus Christ continually cleanses us. And our God keeps His Word. He keeps His Word. You know, the, the earth will fail. The earth will pass away. But God's Word will never fail. God's Word will never pass away. He has 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet of God, and though he was faced with the difficult job of speaking hard truths, he also spoke of great hope. Even though the Israelites were constantly disobeying God, God was still faithful to them and offered a way of restoration. This is what Ezekiel so boldly proclaimed, and this is what God also offers to you. If you'd like to learn more about Ring of Truth, we encourage you to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You'll also find information about the church behind this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We have a heart for spreading the gospel message to all we come in contact with, and all are welcome to come and worship with us at our location in Columbia, Maryland. If you're ever in the area on a Sunday morning, we'd love for you to join us for a time of worship and Bible study. We'll study God's Word together and strengthen each other through prayer and fellowship. Come by and meet Pastor Dan and all of us here at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. For service times and location information, visit calvaryec.com or give us a call at 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join Pastor Dan as he shares more from the book of Ezekiel on the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. It's true.